This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey guys, it's Drab. Before we get started today, we are very excited to announce our new sponsor, Magnolia Admissions. Magnolia Admissions offers coaching on college and law school application process, from mock interviews to help with personal statements. One of our P1s and new friend, Dave, apparently goes to Pamplona all the time as well. He runs Magnolia Admissions, and he graduated from an Ivy League school. Dave has conducted admission interviews for over 15 years and has reviewed thousands of applications as an admission committee member. Make sure your loved one doesn't turn into AWOD. Visit magnoliaadmissions.com and mention Bit Season for a listener discount. That's really part of the script. Yeah, yeah, it is. (laughs) (laughs) Am I getting paid off this read? We'll uh, we'll, we'll look into it. We we got to ask our accountant. Oh, boy. All right, guys. We well, got welcome very, to the show. We got a very special show for you, and let's get started. Behind the scenes, behind the glass, there's no sports. It's Matt and Matt, two producers who happen to be homies, just chilling on the junkies. Yeah, it's bit season. What a time to be alive. Season, couple of regular guys. It's bit season, go have yourself a laugh. It's bit season, ha ha Welcome to Bit Season episode 13. I'm Drab T shirt. I'm Matt Valdez. I'm Adam Epstein. And we have a very special guest with us today. I think you guys know him well JP Flame from the Junkies. Honored to be here. JP is our first guest. And I yes. think you guys think I haven't listened to Bit Season because I haven't really talked about it much. But we say I have it, listened to the show. We say it in tongue in cheek. Kind of. I will say I've never listened start to finish because I'm never in my car that long. <laughs> That's most of our listeners. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would say a lot, a lot of it. It's no offense. I guess I could once I get home pick up on it, but it's been uh, something nice to listen to on a drive. No, I think we knew that you listened because you had alluded to it a couple times. Yeah, we you just knew what we were referring to. All we know, all we know is that Cakes doesn't listen. Jason has gone back and listened after his uh, after his rich friends tell him Awad uh, is talking trash. He was paid to listen. Jason has listened one time. Yeah, and, and that, yeah, that's true. Then when he was paid to listen, and then cakes, cakes, we don't think has listened. Eric has listened, and you obviously have listened. Cakes watches a lot of TV these days. He may not have time to listen to anything. I think you know, cake- if we had a TV show, cakes would watch us. Yes. <laughs> We talk fantasy football. Here. Yeah, no, yeah. Cakes. I think he gets enough of the junkies. Like he, it's, it's enough. Like he likes to a, detach. Yeah, he's from not the a show. real radio guy. He just this is he's punching in and punching out. <laughs> that's he doesn't his, live the life. That's his Fred Flintstone 
uh, yabba dabba do clock that he's <laughs> yeah. and he's sliding on the brontosaurus's uh, tailbone to his yep. uh, to his electric car and he's running out of here. <laughs> there he goes. Well, I think you guys know why we have JP in today. We're going to talk to him for a little bit about his very successful book, and I think we might see it on the New York Times bestseller list soon, Still Barking, <laughs> and we want to congratulate JP on the book. It's an awesome accomplishment, and um, we're very proud of you. Thanks, pal, and I appreciate you guys being part of the process. I heard on Bit Season, Valdez was trying to figure out which one was his chapter, because <laughs> Drab has one named after him, <laughs> Drab is the New Black. The chapter titles don't always match up with the content start right. to finish. I, Valdez first appears during the Boobash. That's I, the first time you're referred to in the book, and that's kind of a famous story that Rom tells, right. where Rom was supposed to drive some guys I, home, and then EB, his primary hero, asked to drive home to get a ride home with Rom, and uh, I think Brett got bumped out. Yes, Brett the got iced out hero. of the car. Um, I will say it's very selfish of me that when I first got the book, the first thing I did was. Turn to my chapter. Right. <laughs> That's what I wanted you to do first. You didn't even read one page. And I, I'm no, sure no, no, for no, no. season, he probably found all the botches because I, we met like a year ago, I would say, maybe a year and a half ago. It's when the, it's when the pandemic first started, basically. Yeah. And a lot of people ask me when I started writing the book, and my first idea was like last April, but then the summer I started working on it. And then there were times when you can, work on it a little bit, and then sometimes when you're not working on it. Can you can you explain to all of our biddies out there just the amount of research and work that you had to do with this book? Because it's very extensive. I did a lot, and credit to you. You sent me audio along the way, You know, whether it was a rap contest from 20 years ago or a fight that we had. But in terms of research... I'm not Feinstein. I didn't interview hundreds of people, but I interviewed about 30 to 40 people, um, including and, and AWOD. Apparently, he's upset that I just did it via email. Yeah, he I mean, I, I wanted dinner. I, he I, wanted I, to get wanted an alcohol are you, are, beverage. Are you, shocked okay. that, are you shocked that he wanted dinner? But look, anyway, at, look at his face. I have a book signing at Pamplona this Saturday. Yeah, that's true. He's doing a whole signing geared around you and your hotspot. How many books do you spot. think you'll sign? People are going to ask you to sign books. That's true. You, you think they're going to ask Hey, when I was at uh, Potbelly yesterday... It was thrilling signing all these books. Wait, everybody <laughs> came up to you and every, asked you for every drop. single every single person because these people are the P ones of P ones. Mm -hmm. All right, this is what's going to happen. They're going to go to Pamplona. They're going to say, "Hey, can you do the pizza banging uh, <laughs> line for you?" <laughs> <laughs> all right, and you're that gonna... should actually be your signature. <laughs> yeah. Like your signature should be whatever your hurting signature is, Adam Epstein, and then the pizza's banging. It's true. Yeah. You know what? I needed this. I needed this preparation. And uh, well, you know what I do for my uh, my signature is I write disses for uh, my drop. This is Matt Valdez. Like, this is Matt Valdez. So I, really? Yeah. He's so got a I brand. Yeah. So I sign my name, and then above it, I put D, D I S I S in like quotation marks. He there were a couple people purpose, that no. came by last <laughs> night after you left. So the first book signing was from four to six, and. I hung out afterwards and had dinner, and a couple people came by, 6.15, 6.30, yeah. and Valdez had pre-signed some books, and one guy was like, <laughs> he goes, who is this? Because it says, this is Matt Valdez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, that's Matt. Yeah. <laughs> so you pre-signed even I pre after you left. I, Yeah, I pre-signed a couple. I had to get home wow. and watch the Terps lose. Um, but, but, but to the research question, um, I also had, look, the first five years of the show, I had no idea how long this thing was going to last. And I kind of committed to the bit where I was keeping track of every guest on the show. 
had all the articles ever written about the show. I had every basically memo written from our program directors. I had contracts and all that stuff is in the book. I did that basically up until we got to HFS. We got to HFS, which is five years in the step into the AM chapter. Uh Then I punted all of that. So the good thing is, you had a lot of audio from more, kind of the more recent stuff. Right. So EB and I get in a fight. You can find it. Right. Um, AWOD plays cakes in basketball. Right. That's on YouTube. Um, Would it have been possible to write the book without, without all that information? It would have been tough. It would have been more kind of my perspective without, right. you know, real stuff. Like This is factual information here that yeah. you still have all the it, data. You, we mentioned on the show this morning about putting the salary, your guys' salaries in there. Mm-hmm. And Brett, Brett's right. Whenever we go out or, you know, the, people always, for some reason, want to ask us, hey, what, what do the junkies make? And <laughs> they say they, they do well for themselves. We do okay. Now, was it uncomfortable to put that in the book? Yes, but Brett is the one who steered me in that direction. And look, I didn't put really our salary in the last right, probably right. five to ten years. But... I thought it was interesting to kind of include, look, the book, I hope the number one theme is brotherhood and friendship. Like, why did I write the book? I am proud of our story. You guys join on me for flaming about the history of the show, but people mm-hmm. come up to our appearances all the time. And still to this day, they don't know how we started. You know, they may have listened. There was a listener came last night. He just started listening three years ago. He it's bought true. the book. He doesn't know kind of the history of the show, but what are the odds that three guys that go to nursery school together work together in life who did you go to nursery school with do you people work with I, them people i don't even talk to anymore right so i work yeah. with three guys story. that i've known at a minimum since high school and that's kind of the unique aspect of the junkies and look you may not love the title still barking came up came to me when i went for a run one time what valdez hates the title <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i think it's fine i, I haven't thought twice about it no, like, like that it's a weird title. That was that was my bit when you were out when right, you right, right, and I yeah. did the show, and we had a great episode about it. And we came up with a still pooping hashtag for listeners to take a picture of it as they as, as they're, they're out. yes as, as reading. I like it. the idea, <laughs> right? And people started getting their book. People started. I started shipping um, on Monday, and unfortunately, I'm in the shipping business. wasn't supposed to be. I hired this guy to do it, but it was going too slow. So we've got like a big team operation of labeling, sending out the books. But people started getting them on Tuesday and Wednesday. So maybe you'll get your picture. What's the hashtag? Still, Still pooping. pooping. Draft, Still are, you, pooping. are you holding a physical copy? Yeah, I got it right here. I am I'm, one of the I'm few. very impressed by like the publishing of it. Like it feels very firm. Like I, I was thinking it would be a funny bit to like rip up the book in front of JP or something. Like, <laughs> Why did you do that? Yeah. I thought it would be like a good bit. I, you can't rip bit. this thing. This thing that's is awful. That's like ripping money in front of him. He, I, he took your, I, I stomped on your bagel that you spent all night on. <laughs> yeah, but he didn't is, that spend, your, is that your one thing yeah. now? Is that you just... <laughs> yeah. He didn't spend 18 months making <laughs> I a know. bagel. I, I thought it'd be a funny bit. Hey, say, you have... This is Valdez. He has bagel stomps. Right. <laughs> He's trying to build a brand. Yeah. He, he just wants He wants to tear you down right in front of you. Hey, I, that could be like a TikTok bit. You know, my daughter's big on TikTok. You could be the bagel stomper guy. <laughs> and like every day, what is it? The, the uh, Portnoy does pizza reviews. Yeah, yeah. Every day you, you can do a bagel stomp new bagels. <laughs> a bagel be kind of pricing. <laughs> we, do, we do have a good Bethesda bagel. Right? You're going to stomp on your free food. Another question that I had about this is that it, when I, as I'm reading it and kind of skimming through it in, in preparation for the interview, is that it's almost like 
it's almost like you're writing this as a culmination. Did you ever, do you get that feeling? Cause I got that feeling as I was reading it. Like it's, it's almost like you, your guys still barking. I know, but it's almost like you're, you guys, in terms of your career, you kind of feel like you are not necessarily done, but you're, you're kind of at the back the peak that yeah, you're kind of at your back half. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, I mean and it's you, almost like, it's almost like it's uh, a culmination. Do you get you that? You can sense? May interpret that. Look, I, I, I had the idea last spring because this year is our 25th anniversary. And if I go back to something I write about in the book, we had an opportunity, really an opportunity of a lifetime to do a nighttime show on WJFK after the Don and Mike show. It was on WJFK, Howard Stern in the mornings, G. Gordon Lady, Don and Mike, the Grease Man. So we get offered an eight-week tryout. We... Met with the bosses at the time. Went to Jason's house, his childhood home. We were sitting on the back deck having drinks, and it was like, are we going to do this? And that was a legitimate question. Are we going to do this? Cakes had a full-time job. I was just graduating law school. EB was just finishing up his master's. We all had different career paths, and it was like, are we going to go for this? And if you told me then, in 1997, that we would still be doing it 25 years later, nobody could have predicted it. No. It's like, a- we're... We we ha- and and the still barking title is when we had Mike Fresa- Francesa on the show, and I wasn't even on the show, but I heard it. Mike Francesa said, "Have you guys ever broken up?" And it just popped into my head. I was like, "No, we're still going at it, and we're not going to break up." Like Mike and the Mad Dog, right. May have made millions. Mm-hmm. They but- broke up. Most bands break up. We were we're we were friends before and brothers before, and we'll be that after the Junkies. It'll come to an end. Look, I'll be honest. When I was writing this book, and I may have said this to you guys when I interviewed you, when our numbers started taking a big dip during the pandemic, mm-hmm. right. we before the pandemic, you know this, we went bowling, we had a good get-together at the Palm. Yeah. Life it was, was like, good. Right, like the, all of us, like how often do the seven of us get together, have we drinks? Were all, we were on our high horse. Yeah. And then like two the months, end. two, three months later, all of a sudden the pandemic happens, and our 11 share turns into like a four share, and I was like... I'm, I'm going to, I have the title of the book still barking. It might be no longer barking. <laughs> yeah, done barking. Right. Right. Yeah, done barking. <laughs> done barking. That's a great one. You should be right. an editor. So um, that would be like culmination, but I don't think there's culmination. Like, I'll be honest, and you know this, Drab, right. when we went to, um, when we went to spring training the last time and we went out to that dinner, um, yeah. which we talk about all the time at the breakers, uh, at the breakers yeah. it was one of those few times where like, Guys were kind of talking about like us. Uh-huh. All right, we're fifty. We have older kids, not drab so much, but we're guys. We're kind of talking about where you're going to retire and this sort of stuff. I mean, you hear Jason talk about it all the time. Right. You hear Cakes talk about it all the time, but we don't really the four of us get together and say, "Well, when is this going to come to an end?" And it'll probably be different for each of us, right? right? Like EB is going to be. He loves radio. That's in him. He'll want to keep doing it. I'll want to keep doing it. Not so much because I love radio, but I got a four-year-old that's eventually going to go to college. Right, well, you you're the only one that that, I, that has shown that you want to do the show on radio. Like Eric wants to do a podcast; he kind of wants to do something different. Jason wants to retire. Cakes, I think, is more he'll just go along with the flow until right. he's just so old that he doesn't want to do it anymore. <laughs> Jason will be the first to leave. We all know that. But what happens if Jason leaves in three years? It will be a three-man show for the next ten years after that. I think so. I don't know. I don't think he'll look. It's easy to say 
That's I'm a depressing thought. <laughs> it's easy to say those More things. More time for us. <laughs> right? It's easy to say those things. Hey, we finally, we're we're finally getting the four shot every day. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you get the four shot every day. But ultimately, do you think he actually would walk away that early? I don't no, think he so. Gets no. He loves. Sized. He gets sized for money. He's the yeah. guy that wakes up at 3 a.m. to watch a, a football team game the night uh, before when he doesn't care about that team. And there, well, there's some... Uh, I think there's some speculation on our part about that. Because <laughs> oh, really? yeah. really really I was going <laughs> to give him credit yeah. this week because he kills it with the Ron Rivera interviews, and he doesn't. It's like, did he really stay up and watch the game? But so, so I'm guessing maybe the washing games he probably does, but not yes. everything else that he's waking up saying he's waking up early for. Oh, okay. Yeah, MLB yeah. playoffs. I, I I think he's not waking up at three and fast forwarding. Um, but anyways, so you you also talked about so. You talked about still barking and how it's a kind of like a book about brotherhood and the rise of the junkies and everything. But one of the things that I took away from it, and it may not have been intentional, um, is kind of the theme of chasing your dream. <laughs> Was that is that something that you focused on, or is that unintentional? No, I think it's intentional. Look, you've because heard the story you, a million talk, times, and I know, I'm going to rehash it. But EB came over to my house. After my first year of law school, I'm working for a judge. EB's, we hated our first jobs after college. We hated them. So EB's trying to figure out what he's going to do with his life, and he starts studying for a master's. I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do with my life. I start pursuing law school. He pops over to my house one day because at the time, his girlfriend, now his wife, lived in our childhood neighborhood in Bowie. So he was in Bowie all the time, popping over to his mom's. He wasn't living at his parents' house at the time. But he was there probably half the time. And so I'm home for the summer at my parents' house, and he popped over. We'd hang out normally, and he goes, hey, do you want to start a cable access TV show? And I was like, yeah, why not? Well, yeah, literally called Cakes that night, who was just getting married. He was kind of moving on in his life. He's working at Toys R Us, but let's be real. He's working at Toys R Us. And we <laughs> shot this. <laughs> we shot this little video on EB's oversized camera. And in a way, it was kind of a light bulb moment. It was like, hey, this is cool. Let's see what we can do with it. Right. And then once it started kind of going and the engine started running, it was like, yeah, yeah let's that's, chase this dream. Yeah, that's kind of what I was leading with is that this book is is a, a great book for, let's say, you know, you're, uh, you're 50, 55. You've been listening to the show a long time. I think it's a great book to kind of give your kids for Christmas because when you're at that age at 18, 19, 20, and you just graduate college, you have no idea what you want to do in life. Yeah, and part and, of the part and of, I think and I think what comes out in this book is you guys really didn't have any idea what you wanted to do until you finally stumbled upon it and took the chance to go to go forward and do it. Yeah, it was a light bulb moment for us. And yeah, you're having friends with your boys, and at first you're doing it for fun. But part of the story is, and look, media is different now. Part of the story is I was chasing to get in newspapers, mm -hmm. and the newspaper. People don't even read newspapers anymore. Newspaper changed our life. An article written about the junkies changed the trajectory of our lives. There's no doubt about it. But that was something where EB and I, at the time, were kind of the most driven on the BCTV show. Mm -hmm. And we were like, how do we take this to the next level? How do we make the show better? And boom, we get on the radio. Then we're on the weekend radio. And this is like a little inside baseball in the book. There was a lot about chasing Leonard Shapiro, who was a media critic for the Washington Post. Right. And the editor was like, dude, you're, you're putting in too much about chasing. But like, I was obsessed with getting in the Washington Post. And I would send a monthly letter that was ignored 
with our guest list, with our ratings every month. And it would just be ignored. But I was like, I'm just going to keep doing it and keep doing it. And EB one day was like, why don't you send one to his boss? And I sent it to his boss. And like two weeks later, Leonard Shapiro, who did not like us, (laughs) all of a sudden goes, I guess I'll give you a pop. And like, he basically lifted paragraphs from the letters I was sending him slapped it into the Washington Post. I felt like I wrote that article. Um, but in those early years when you were talking but to your question. that was after Dave wrote his. Yes. Right. Okay. Well, Dick Heller was Dick, the Dick, very sorry, first. Yeah, yeah. But the, um, that is what you're talking about, chasing the dream. Like in the early years, yes, it was like, how do we get on? How do we get popular? Right. And then once the engine's rolling, it's like, well, now we're kind of living the dream. And you guys know this. Day to day, it becomes a grind. Like the book in a way is like um, – a 10,000 foot perspective kind of looking down on what you have accomplished in 25 years by no means are we done. Right. Um, you know, you can say, well, maybe he's going to be done in three years, five years. You know what I think about all the time is if, if the junkies were eight or just after college in 2021, Mm -hmm. how would they get noticed now? Well, the, the, cable, was, yeah. the cable TV thing would never work. Well, that's the thing. It's it's you, go, going viral back then was getting an article like, written about you. You, right. you would have to go vi- go viral, but it as just EB seems says. Like that would like they would start a podcast and then they're sending. The I know air everyone. Checks yeah, to everyone starts who, a podcast. You got to hit on YouTube, like yeah. somebody like. Um, like I mean, Quentin look, like, I, I'm a big fan of Quentin Mayo, right. but he was somebody that I guess got discovered via Twitch or YouTube. But yeah, it was totally different. But that's, that was. Look, like we Danny. were that, lucky. Yeah, that's how da- that's how Danny was discovered. We were, His daughter's successful doing right. it, so he could they could recreate it if they had to. Right now, I don't uh, I don't know. It's 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 hard to do. It would because be. every, cause right. you, there's four millions guys together working on the same thing, and you're and like he said, he him and EB really were passionate about trying to make it better. I think it could work. Yeah, but there's 10 million Tom, Dick, and Harrys yes, out there doing the, the same thing. You have to be totally you have to be lucky. We were lucky, mm-hmm. but we made our luck. Like we pushed. And we were at that point in our life when you're trying to figure out what to do, which, you know, in your chapter, Valdez, we can talk about it. Mm -hmm. I remember when you told me how you kind of hooked up with the junkies, it was, you know, you had a tragedy in your life. Yes. With a roommate Uh who passed away and your parents kind of prodded you, right? Yeah. They kind of poked me to do it to the point. Not necessarily to meet the junkies, but they said, hey, you got to figure out what's going on with your life. (laughs) Well, yeah. They, they, well, they said, go you should go intern for the show because uh, you like it and you listen to it. And I was, a, I still am a huge super fan of the show. And then uh, to the point where my second semester, I faked my internship <laughs> so I could still work for it. So you got yeah. three credits. No, I didn't get any credits when I faked no, it. No, what he's saying <laughs> is he was back then. That's how, that's how intern, I, ma- that's how I made my own luck. To, is to, I faked right, an internship right. back then to be an intern, you had to, be able to receive college credits. Well, he already did for his first semester of internship. Yeah, they wouldn't give me right. more credits. So he couldn't get more credits, but he faked it. <laughs> I guess he told CK or Brett or whoever was in charge. Yeah, I just gave him a phony. I gave him a phony piece of paper. <laughs> that's silly. That's Brett, Brett the big dummy, that. couldn't even <laughs> couldn't figure it out. On it. Hey, that's how. I, that's how I fought a professional boxing match. I remember I showed up to this office in I, I think it was Richmond, Virginia, and. It was like this official commissioner of whatever the heck they call the boxing thing. Yeah. And I had a letter from like a fake coach saying that I boxed in college and I had all this stuff <laughs> so that I could get professionally licensed. Yeah, wow. We're like the donk that uh, uh, fudged his resume at Georgia Tech. Who was who was the coach? Uh, George O'Kelly or George uh, Nick, uh, O'Leary. 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 Yeah, 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 that's basically what David. we did. That's fine. Hey, I, I have a question also. Um, about old time, old school radio. What's one of the things that you miss that you wish that the show could do now that uh, did back then? 
This is a good question. A lot of people ask us about that. I mean, obviously, radio times cha- have changed. Yeah, radio's changed so much. I don't know that I miss that much because I think we've adapted pretty good. And you guys, for people that don't know, our producers protect us. So sometimes when we slip up and drop certain words, Jason, our producers Jason about two to three times us. a week. Jason probably sh- would have gotten the show fired yesterday. <laughs> but I don't think those <laughs> things true. are critical. Like, um, you know, there's some things that I haven't written about in the book that were maybe more risque, but I don't think that's really what the show not, is about. Not necessarily risque, but like maybe like different elements. Because w- when I thought of that question, I thought you, you guys love list had that music in the background, like something like something like yeah, that. But, it would be would be. And, and I write about that music fun. in the background. I think the music in the background for the show. For those that don't know, when we started on the weekends in 1996. Um, the first couple of shows didn't have the music in the background, but this is one of those things I was kind of obsessed. So I would do the show on the weekends and drive back to Philadelphia every weekend. And Mr. Bickle, EB's dad, used to tape every one of our shows. And so I would come home on Friday to Bowie, and we would tape the shows first on Saturdays on WJFK on the weekends, the new sports weekend. And then eventually it was Saturdays and Sundays. And then before I drove back to Philadelphia to Temple Law School, I would get the tapes from Mr. Bickle and I'd listen back. And like early on, I listened and like when we were coming out of breaks, sometimes with the music, we'd start talking about Seven Mary Three like we did today. And then it would lead into a tangent. And it just seemed like we were more comfortable and like having more fun with the music in the background. So it ended up being the whole show. Let's just play it. And it gave us kind of a different sound than the other shows. It was like a, it was like a blankie when you're sleeping a, a little, little bit. bit. And every other show, every other show. <laughs> like, if it just played music. That I know. That, I, all it's I can just, think about as a producer is just the ass cap fee. Yeah. But every other show at the time was kind of modeled after Mike and the Mad Dog, right? right. Like locally in D.C., there was a sports station and it was Kylie and the Coach or Doc and Dan, and even at WJFK, when they created the New Sports Weekend, it was Larry Michael, a professional broadcaster, paired up with Charles Mann from the Redskins. And it was Earl Forsey, radio guy, with Dan Daly from the Washington Times. So it kind of distinguished us. Like, we were younger guys, we didn't have any resume, and we sounded different. But then after a couple years, like a lot of people would say, and they still say, Cakes and I sound very similar. Jason's voice is the only one that stands out. When you have four voices on our show, six voices, having the music to a lot of listeners would say it was distracting. Yeah. And after a while, it was like, well, we don't need that. We don't need the blankie. We don't need the whoopee. Mm-hmm. And we removed the music. And I don't think that has killed us. We're still barking. No. Right. So here's my biggest question about the book. You wrote this entire book without telling the three other guys. No, they knew. I they think, knew during the process that I was. How writing long the book. did you wait until to tell them? I yeah, think like after you, like, I'd written maybe two chapters. Oh, I thought you'd waited months to tell them. No, 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 no. They were they were they were in on it pretty early. Are they quoted throughout the book? Yeah. Okay. Well, the thing is, are <laughs> they know. quoted throughout the book? There are quotes a lot from straight audio. So a lot of the book, you know, again, I thank Valdez that I might have asked him along the way. Hey, do you have this? And sometimes he couldn't find it. You know, like the NFL hard. draft. Um, yes, you kept putting. It's a very small chapter in the book. It's called Road Trip, but I wanted to talk about. Yes, that one that, cool thing. Like people, people probably ask you guys all the time: Is it cool to work in radio? And when you work day to day, it's like right, it's right, just yeah. a job, right? Uh-huh. But like when you look back on it, like 
it is pretty cool that we've been to Super Bowls or whatever, and the and, and the NFL draft was the first time. That's the, that, that was the your first big, yeah, your first and big road us, trip broadcast. Like back then, we're 27, 28 years old. And Cakes is married, has a kid. Eb is married at the time. I think I'm about to get married for the first time, and uh, Jason's <laughs> about to get married. Whatever. So when you start kind of getting that point in life, you don't hang out as much and like like drinking like you did in college and stuff. So like the road trips were always kind of a highlight for us. Like now. 25 years yeah. in, you hear us bitch and moan. Oh, we got to go to the airport. Mostly, you know, EB and Lurch, or whatever. Right. But it's like cool. It's cool. Like, all yeah, of a you sudden, you don't get to do this. I mean, we freaking interviewed Peyton Manning. Like, all of a sudden, we're there. And so that's why I was trying to fetch that audio. So, in terms of quoting the junkies on something like that, it's more kind of what was your perspective on it? I might not get like EB said this about the NFL draft, but. They did help me along the way, mostly through email, by the way. I didn't take them to dinner every time. Yeah, he's the only one that got dinner. <laughs> yeah, I think dinner. so. Hey, hey, that makes me feel silly. I think so. Hey, I think, he's just uh, trying to fatten you up. I think <laughs> I took one other guy to Coastal Flats. Like, that's my joint uh-huh. in Jeez. the old neighborhood. I know. And he, was, uh, he went all it out. Was, it was Schwartzy. You know, who, who was, JP was basically saying thank you for uh, no, getting I all that audio. It. So, you know what, Awad? I will take you to dinner at some point. He'll get. He'll, take, he'll, he'll, he'll buy dinner. you a drink at Pamplona. So my my, my my question was was today on the show actually. Eb was talking about how he's enjoying the book, but he said something I didn't really understand. He said my first reaction to the book was negative. Because why think, is that? Well, you'd have to ask Eb, but he is. There are certain things that I wrote about that he's a little worried about the reaction. You know, like um, like someone's going to dig up the past and get the show fired. Well. Maybe that. Or, <laughs> Don't give people ideas, Drew. I mean, you know, maybe there'll be a future radio war. Like I'm very honest about mm-hmm. something that happened with Don Geronimo, who at one point Ooh. was our boss. Um, That's juicy. We've never really talked about it on the radio. We've juicy. alluded to it on the radio, but there was a point in our career where we were riding super high in terms of ratings, and we were nationally syndicated, and we then it ended up losing the national syndication, but. We had his super agent, Robert Eatman, who has passed away. Um, but Bob Eatman was one of these guys who really helped us in our career. And when Opie and Anthony took over, I'm giving you a lot of the in-the-weed stuff, but Opie and Anthony were a popular show in New York. They took over Afternoon Drive. Don and Mike got moved to middays. We're on at night. And Don somehow became our boss. Well, we had number one ratings. We actually had the highest ratings at the station. And then he started kind of interfering with our show Partly, we didn't even know about it. It was mostly with the producers behind the scenes. But then when we found out about it, when he was putting the kibosh on our guests, and to be honest, the other three junkies besides Jason didn't even care about the guests. Jason was trying to get like obscure baseball players on the Still show. Time, yeah. And then Don was like <laughs> spiking it. But the four of us as a team sounds like were today. Like, <laughs> the four of us as a team were like, hey, it's our show. If Lurch wants to put on this stupid guest, put on the stupid guest. Yes. And Don came in. I'll save it for the book. But Don came in very dramatically to try and show us who was boss, and we weren't buying it. And what I'd like to say is, a few months later, we signed a new contract, and Don voluntarily stepped down from his position as creative program director. 
That's Thank I like God. to think I like to think that's why JP keeps me around now is I have big muscles. And anytime <laughs> CK wants to flex, right. I go take care of the business. Hold up. So when we get to your chapter, when we I get know, to your chapter, I know you call the muscle. Yeah. No, he called me he called me a broad shoulder uh, burly man <laughs> or something. And there you go. Uh, trust me, I, I I know it was the first was thing it I did. Okay? Yes, that's fine. I said we had a ride. I, highlight, I highlighted this. It. I feel weird. Somebody told me at your book signings or you do readings. I was like, I'm not going to read from the book. Yeah. That'll make me feel very self-conscious, but I guess that's what that's traditionally what some, authors That's what do. some people yeah, do. Yeah. Yeah. I want to hear this. But here it is. It is yeah. uh, let, me look, let me look at Drab's and I, face. And I guess I can't give away Drab's chapter. I'm no, sorry. Well, I, I mean, if you want to know, just page. go on Twitter. It's all over. Um, <laughs> We it's all on Instagram now too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and a lot of people have asked, should I do an audiobook? And this is straight up. It would be a big project to do an audiobook, but my thought was Drab reads his chapter, Valdez reads his chapter, AWOD, you get in skits and bits and talk about lying. Well, um, <laughs> but I, I wrote, we also had a rising star. Rising star. Who started interning for us the previous you fall. You should have uh, put that in bold. That's Matt my Myers was a burly, broad shouldered senior at the University of Maryland. After his roommate died in a drunk driving accident, his parents encouraged him to plan his career. Thank you. And then you. it goes on and on. Yeah, thank you. Burley. He wasn't broad-shouldered when he was I was, too. I was, too. were a peep squeaker I was not. I was silly. <laughs> but he was a rising star in this way. And look, I'll say this. Bit season, you can pummel me. You hate the title of the book. Well, I forget your list of complaints. Um, <laughs> My grievances. But one thing, um, the Washington Post is going to have an article. And I talked to the Washington Post about this, about the book, is, yes, it's the four of us, but we've always had a great team. And going back to before Valdez became a producer on the show, we had a great team, and eventually things changed. You know, Brett left the show, Mm -hmm. CK left the show as he became our boss, but when you encounter somebody like Matt Valdez, you're like... That's right. When the position opened up, it was a no-brainer for us to hire you yeah. as producer. Hey, I want to. Um, That's wh- crazy. A no-brainer. A no-brainer. It was a no-brainer. He's a no-brainer. He's a no-brainer. <laughs> well, he'd been hanging around long enough. <laughs> it, was, with it was a sympathy <laughs> job. Yeah. Hey, JP, you mentioned uh, all these teams of producers and 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 sidekicks and the cast of characters with the show. If you had to put together the all-star producer. Uh, class who would starting be starting five yeah who would be uh the producer ranking for you joe ardinger <laughs> i get rick whenever joe ardinger i'm gonna be I'm, I'm gonna I'm be straight up like if you you're our mount rushmore of producers yeah the mount, the mount rushmore of producers ck brett valdez drab you notice right. he said my name before yours that's fine. I don't know. I don't think they're in order on Mount Rushmore. He definitely said Valdez first. I believe that was actually chronological. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, CK, yeah, yeah. Brett, Valdez, Dram. So we got but JP. I'll say Jim McClure was amazing in the early years. He's the one who actually read that article mm-hmm. and then came to his boss and said, I think you guys should give these guys a, a tryout. And in the early years, we did, we did one tryout. We'd never done a radio demo. And uh, they didn't particularly love it. They love Jason's voice. Like Jason became the lead of the show because they loved his voice. And I had been the lead. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I know, it's weird. But like I had been the lead of the TV show in a way, meaning kind of like mm-hmm. how you guys decide. Um, I just kind of threw out the topics, right? So we had like a, a word association segment and I would go, Phil Regan. And I would look at Lurch and then he would do his comment and I would look at EB. And so I was kind of the bus driver. We did the first demo and they loved Jason's voice. They basically said the demo was a train wreck. Like, 
um, we think he should do all of the commercials, like the, in the ins and, and outs, and all that yeah. stuff. And then a couple years later, actually, no wonder when, he hates when, doing it so wait, much. So now. During, Don, the week, during the weekend show, Jason was doing all the ins and outs. Correct. Wow. And up until really, <laughs> he got a little floor dressing. <laughs> He's so lazy. <laughs> well, up until, <laughs> up until actually, Don Geronimo took over his program. And I'll, I'll say this: like we had a weird relationship with Don. Mike was always great to us, and and Don supported the show, but he was focused on his show. Right. To be fair mm-hmm. to him, he was focused on his show. And when he became our boss, he did have some good suggestions. I'm not going to say all of his suggestions weren't bad, but I remember we had this first meeting with Don as, as, as creative program director. Mm-hmm. And we're like, Oh, like at that time, like I said, we're riding high at nights in DC. We were number one rated book after book after book. And it's like, why mess with the show? And our previous bosses basically were laissez fair. Let us do whatever we wanted. And all of a sudden, a guy wants to come in and, hey, you should do this. Like, immediately, put his, put his he, hands all over your show. Immediately, he moved our producer. Like, yeah, we busted Slow Joe's balls all on the air all the time. He was like, I think that this is a distraction to your show. You guys rip into your producer too much. I'm going to move him to my show. We had no say in that. It was like, boom, that happened. Um, but um, at the end of that very first meeting, Jason actually goes, I don't want to do the ins and outs anymore <laughs> after like, three or four years of doing it. And at that time I was already, I was kind of doing, we were kind of doing half and half. Mm-hmm. And so then eventually I started doing more of that and Jason less. So that type of inside baseball is in still barking. Yes. So we got JP in here to review the book and drab last week. You said we were going to put him on the hot seat. I'm ready for the joning. I want the hard hitting questions. I'll get it started. So I'm looking. You at just the got book. the book. Oh, I, you know what the best part is? Like literally, he didn't have the book. And ten minutes before we did this, I was like, "Do you have a book?" He's like, "No." And then I gave him a free copy. So let's hear the hard hitting question. So, <laughs> I'm looking through this book here. Three. And it ends on page three fourteen. Okay. I don't know if you're doing a John three one four bit. No. But what? There are twelve three one six. You. I know. There are twelve blank pages at the okay. end of the book. What do you expect me to do here? Nothing. Most of the books actually don't have those 12 blank pages. I just learned this. So I got 80 or 90 cases of books in the last four to five days. (laughs) This is inside baseball, but they have been printed in Delaware, South Carolina, Mm. Chicago. Mm. They've been printed in all several cities. And each of the printers have different looks. Most of them do not have those blank pages. Adam, do you remember? It actually bothered me to see that yesterday. I saw that for the first time because the first probably 500 books that I've packaged and looked at, because before I'd put them in a packaging envelope, I would look at it real quick. And most of them did not have those blank pages. And last night at the book signing, I saw it. So I don't know why, but I'm not returning them. Adam, do you remember when you were in high school and college and you had to write a five-page paper, but you're too yeah. stupid, and you only could write a two-page paper, <laughs> and you had to fill it with a, a larger font, double space between. That's the same thing going on here. you got to make the book look big, so you throw <laughs> some extra pages in the back. That's what I was wondering. It's but like, it's inside are, baseball. Are we supposed so, to write our own little no. story so, add-on? I, what do they call it? That's because you, you're still barking. That's right? because you're still barking, and there's room for more stories. I mean, I'm just going to be serious. <laughs> Drive has a book here, okay? Yeah. It was printed in South Carolina. There aren't any blank pages afterwards. Yeah. So that's some sort of printing quirk. I could complain about it, or people are just going to live with eight blank pages at the end of the book. Mine was right. printed in Massachusetts. That's, all right, here's my hot seat question. Here we go. 
Did you botch the supply chain management and the release date of this book? I don't think I did. Because we got a lot of messages about angry listeners, angry in quotation marks, about where's my book? I ordered it (laughs) November 2nd. Right. If you had to do it over again, what would you do different? If I had to do it over again, I would have spent more time. And you know this. I made the announcement before Coach Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera comes on Tuesdays at 825. So I may have been a little bit more organized during that announcement. And we had a couple calls, if I recall, to say that it was for pre-orders. Now, I think one time I went back and looked at it and several people said I ordered it via pre-order. But I didn't emphasize it was pre-orders. So the book... That's where the confusion was. The book didn't go to the printer until... I think it was November 10th or November, so somewhere between November 10th and November 14th. You should have done and an then, RG3 bit. And then, right, <laughs> right. So, yes, I could say I botched it. The other thing is that's out of my control. Look, I've never done it th- before. Yes, I wrote a book, Chasing Rocky, but this was a totally different experience. This one, um, it's not to denigrate Chasing Rocky, but this one I had a real editor. The book was shaped... And I hated it along the way, but I was challenged almost in every chapter. The original ending of the book moved to prologue. Certain chapters were split. Like you're a real author. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But when I first met with the guy, (laughs) we talked about shipping. And he seemed like it was going to be very easy. He's done 18 books. Sometimes the printer only takes two or three days. Well, when we finally send the book to the printer... I'm hoping it's going to be two to three days, but I'm not in control of that. And who knows? There is a supply chain issue. The book I would have liked to have arrived to my house a week before Thanksgiving. It arrived two days after Thanksgiving, and the cases have started coming. And so now I'm in this position where I want to get the book out as fast as possible. And I've inserted myself in the shipping business and my wife has inserted herself right. in the packaging business and I wasn't going to be part of that. The original time is like, he's going to do it all. I'm going to pay you $2 a book and you just get that thing out so I don't have to deal with it. What, my other question, Long answer, but maybe you're right. <laughs> my other question was why Lurch? You Lurch didn't grow up in Bowie. Mm-hmm. And I always hear about your childhood friends about like Stumper and Tommy Horst Camp. Is Jason just lucky that he was the only one that had nothing going on? <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. He was, he was the best actor, <laughs> right. right? Oh, yeah. No, Jason, Jason's Jason, story doesn't fit. Yeah, because Jason no. was friends with Eric at the Matha. No, so, but, but they weren't. He wasn't a part of the, the childhood no, but they in, in the P neighborhood. Like, yeah, he wasn't in the P. silly basketball player. The P section. That's not why we added him. I mean, I write about this. If you buy still barking, you get all the nitty gritty. But here's the deal. And you get to see Jason in short shorts. Here's the deal. I'm going to try not to flame you on it. But we're about to do the first show. It's going to be me, Eric, EB, and Cakes. The three of us are going to do it. Cakes all of a sudden calls me or Eric and says, can't do the show. I got to work a double at Toys R Us. (laughs) So Eric and I look at each other and like, do we want to do a two-man show? Like it, it, at the time, there was a political show called Crossfire. This is like pre-PTI days, right? Yeah, yeah I know but Crossfire. It, it, it was like we don't want to just do a two-man show. It was like who who do we know mm-hmm. who knows sports? And who's it's available free. as our boys? So like, I think you're <laughs> underselling. I've known Jason since he was 15 years old. Like because half of our friends, Cakes and I went to Roosevelt, which was a magnet school, but half of kind of our crew went to either Roosevelt. Or Damatha. And like I went 
to the comedy cafe as a senior with girlfriends. Jason brought his girlfriend. Cakes was there with his girlfriend. It was like a group of 10 people. Like, we've all known each other. We hung out at, in college together. Um, but so, E.B. and I are kind of like, what are we going to do? Jason, luckily, had just moved to Bowie, moved in with one of his buddies, and he was trying to get a career in sports, interning, and that kind of stuff. And so we just called him. Old school. Now you would text. Called him on the phone. He answers the phone. Hey, what are you doing tonight? Nothing. Do you want to do a TV show with us? What are you talking about a TV show? We're about to do a cable access show. So he shows up. We told him, grab a... Grab a no prep. We told him, grab a... T- we were wearing ties. We told him, grab a tie and a shirt. I think he showed up with shorts because we had a desk. Yeah, yeah. And like you, if you watch like our first couple of shows, because Lurch was like big, and we just like kind of inherited some other desk that like a political show used, that you could kind of see his legs and like his shorts creeping out <laughs> past the table. <laughs> but um, we did that first show... And, like, I was prepared, and uh, we do the topics. Like, Jason kind of crushed it. Like, he was, like, good. And um, You were surprised by his performance. No, I'm, I had no expectations. But once he does that first show, again, we're not thinking about 25 yeah, years him, down the road. Yeah, we're not thinking him. about doing a radio show. Mm-hmm. But we're doing a freaking free show on Bowie Cable Television. Are we going to, like, bump him because right. Cakes is coming back? <laughs> so Cakes is the lucky one. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, Cakes so, got fired for that. Yeah. Well, keep so, in mind, uh, Jason was a broadcast uh, student, comm major, right? Yeah, I know, like, but it always, it always ricks me whenever I tell the junkie story and I say they grew up in the same neighborhood. But they did. But, but Jason didn't, you know. Right. They were childhood friends. And and there's a lot of lazy. <laughs> I've learned this. There's a lot of. It ricks you. No, but he understands the story because I think a a lot of lazy journalists mm-hmm. to be honest a lot of people that have written articles about us over the years or even on tv their quick teaser will be four guys who grew up together instantly like even what annie you did something on us a yeah, couple yeah, years uh-huh. ago so it'll be on channel nine and i don't they just always lump us as four childhood friends and jason is more since high school gotcha well you know you can do but that. you know i want to learn more it's only only was a sentence but drab in the drab is the new black chapter in Still Barking. Go Wait, out and buy it. Stillbarking.com. <laughs> you started what? The Matt and what was the first show you did? It was like the MC and, MC and Jason show. MC and Jason. Yeah. I mean, our. What is MC and Jason? <laughs> Our, Matt Cahill. I went, yeah, Matt Cahill, MC. And in high school, everyone Wait, called you went by MC? Everyone called That's me BMC. <laughs> oh, this is intriguing. Yeah, back in the day. In our radio did station. Did you used to rap? Yeah, did you DJ no. at M- MC, no, no. MC. Did you get on the mic? Yeah, this, I, this is actually in the book. We were so stupid. We are my radio show, because I, I work for a student radio station, but it was like, how many bullies like called t- you Gay Hill in school? <laughs> a couple guys. A couple guys. <laughs> hey, right. we had a flamethrower. It was like WTOP, our student radio station, and we played alternate, like alternative rock. Yeah, alt rock. Like, That's what you did when you're young. Like hardcore rock, and so like all the the just the emo kids back then, they loved the station, and uh-huh. so it was actually pretty popular, even though it was just students running the station. So we had I, my first show was MC and Jason show, and. We just ripped off David Letterman's top 10 from the night before <laughs> and used it as our own material. <laughs> and nobody so, ever knew. Without ever even saying it was Letterman's top no, 10? we just said uh, the Thursday night top 10. It's so embarrassing right, see, this is a, I'm 16 years old. Okay. Like, I'm barely even, you know, t- I know how to turn on a microphone. 
Yo, and we had a two-hour show. Hey, that's not, silly yeah. radio instincts. Hey, <laughs> not to not to give away the whole book. <laughs> not to give away the whole book, but also write about when Brett left the show. His brother passes away, yeah. and Brett had been with us for years, and he is on the Mount Rushmore along with you guys of Junkies mm-hmm. producers. We kind of had an executive producer position open. What do you remember? You guys talked to me about it, about sitting down in a conference room with the four junkies for an actual interview. Well, that was like my it was my first real interview, basically. In um, life? Um, kind of, yeah. Besides, wow. besides my, in, yeah, I did. I dressed. I'm pretty sure I dressed up. Yeah, he wore a suit. Totally. Um, Even I, though he was already working with us, yeah. <laughs> I definitely did not wear a suit. <laughs> I know that. Well, how did you get the job then? <laughs> Where's suit? I, I went in there and I told him the show stinks. You guys aren't prepared. <laughs> you been slinging yes. mud. Yes. Uh, I, I could, said, I could barely. Like well, I could barely focus because right. EB was on his phone the entire time. Right. It's actually, it's actually a huge. It ricks me to this day. It was the biggest moment. It was the biggest moment of my life. You know, professional I, life. I always like to envision Blue Shorts' interview. I know. And I don't know because, like, I actually don't know I don't want to know because I like. He's so I, jittery and so spastic, and is such a serious <laughs> like room. Like, how was he gonna command that room? Like, <laughs> he didn't. Right. Exactly. I think. I no, think, but I mean, and I, look again. I don't want to give away everything, right. but I talk about your perspective because I interviewed you about it. Uh-huh. I got your perspective, and I got Blue Shorts' perspective, but. Blue Shorts almost shot himself down during the interview. Like he was almost. <laughs> I, I don't know why you'd hire me. He, he, he kind of came in there Give like. Give it to Valdez. Yeah. Really better for this. I'm, yeah. I'm bombing. Yeah, you know how he is. Uh, yeah. I got, uh, hopefully I followed Blue Shorts. I would have looked like a rock star. I would look like Gary Delabate. I think he might have been the lead off, but it doesn't even matter. It's all worked it, out. It, it all worked out for sure. And uh, I think this book is awesome. I, I'm yes, we encourage all of our biddies to go out and uh, purchase Still Barking. Go so, to stillbarking.com. Cool. Well, here's here's the deal. I don't plan to write a book next year because it it look it was thousands of hours. Wait, wait, wait. You're thinking about another book? Oh, I have another book in my head, but it has what? nothing to do with you guys. Hold but on, that's breaking news. <laughs> that's something. Bit no, no, but needs it, to dive it's, into. it's not about me. It's not about the junkies. <laughs> um, but bit season that could be a show. I know uh, my guy John last night, I was telling Valdez, Valdez met my guy John. He's super high up in pot belly. I don't know what his job title is, but he actually used this word. He started to ask me about Matt. Uh, you must have been called yourself Matt, yeah. not Valdez. So I can't remember if he said Matt or Valdez, but he's like, Matt really impressed me. Silly. Wow. Hey, could I could be a sandwich artist. <laughs> when this show ends, I'll be a sandwich artist. But I artist. think he was impressed by the way that Matt carried himself. Even though we are all donks, the way he interacted with listeners, the way that he was kind of talking hey, it was, to show. It was awesome because, I, you know, I got to start paying everybody that goes in line <laughs> to right. get the book See. to tell how much they love Bit Season because John is a potential sponsor. Everyone's oh, a potential he was blown sponsor. away by the... He was blown you away. You guys got cameo love. Oh, yeah. And we got cameo love. Like several people. Like said, I ordered your guy in a lot. What was this guy? This uh, guy, his wife was doing the um, oh the the gyno gyno exam. Yeah, the gyno (laughs) exam. I remember that. Yeah, we told told him not to confuse the labia majora and labia minora. (laughs) We get a lot of weird cameo requests. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's Um, there was also a a, a group of ladies that we did a cameo for, and I kind of forget. We've done so many cameos. So how about this? What I'm saying is. 
five-year anniversary of bit season. We don't have to wait 25 years. Get the five when you guys don't have 10,000 downloads, when you have 10 million downloads. I think we need to kick AWOT off to hit It's been we said need, before. We need Don Geronimo. You got to find another like podcast <laughs> oh, to drop oh, him oh, on. Oh, look at his yeah, face. Yeah. I'm just. <laughs> he didn't see it going. This yeah. way. Hey, but for, I didn't see uh, this coming. For Awad, I owe you dinner. We're going to be at Pamplona on Saturday for a book signing. So, Valdez, thank you once again for yeah, coming. No problem. Work on I your signature, by the way. I'll be honest. I did not know what to expect last night because I just started the shipping on Monday. And what's a book signing when people haven't received their books yet? But a ton of people came out and bought their books. And a lot of people came who had bought their books. And they just picked them up. Right. And I would just mark them as shipped. Mark them as shipped. But um, one thing I am very proud of, and I think all of you guys are proud of it, we have built a great audience of listeners that love us and love our show. And I'm totally appreciative for it. And the book, it, however you want to say it, it's a culmination. I don't think it's a culmination, but none of it, none of it would be possible without them. And I try not to ever lose sight that. All of those donks that are asking for the this is Mal, Matt Valdez. Those are the guys that make our careers possible. That's very true. Very well said. And your biddies yes. make bit season possible. The Richmond Johns. I, I don't. Do the I intro. don't think biddies is sticking. <laughs> <laughs> no matter how hard I try, You're I don't really think it's hammering the biddies. I am a fan of biddies. I like it. That <laughs> might have been. It's hey. not sticking. <laughs> think Dr of that as the like title. The what the not bitties. sticking? Biddies. Oh, biddies. Well, still, you never know biddies. where this, <laughs> let me tell you, this show is tied pretty closely to the junks. <laughs> so the junks and bit season might be ending too. And speaking of this we'll interview, run out of material. And speaking of running out of material, um, JP, thank you for joining us. Thank you yeah, for joining awesome. bit season. We're glad uh, uh, this is out and we can help promote it. And it's an awesome read. And if you're a fan of bit season, you should definitely be reading this book. And I encourage all of the listeners to go out. Because uh, we haven't done an appearance in like three years. I know it's, it was it's weird. actually it was it was awesome because yeah. you know you haven't been able to shake hands and you know, high five people and talk to people and it was it was. And cool. I'll be honest, I learned yesterday I need a number two because I was in a weird position where I just want to kind of talk to people and sign a book, but then they're like handing me cash and I'm making change or they're Venmoing me or I was doing a slide with the charge card. I need somebody to handle. The transactions. Awad will do that for you at Pamplona. Mingle. Yeah, I'm a bit too um, wasted. But just to put out, just to put <laughs> it out there, I have a book signing tomorrow in Gaithersburg, Friday. which is Friday. Friday, okay. Belly. Saturday, we're doing Pacers in Pamplona. The next week, I'm hitting Bowie. I'm trying to get to as many different spots. A lot of people ask, "When are you coming to Leesburg? When are you coming here?" I think uh, next week I'm at Dulles Motor Cars. Um, they've been a huge sponsor of the show for a long time. That's next Friday, and then I got the P1 party which hopefully all of you are going to be at. Big John already ruined one of my surprises, but I have a couple of surprises in the works. That's awesome. Well, I can't wait for the P1 party. I'm pretty, hey, what, are you going to that? Oh, absolutely. Any chance to meet fans, I love it. And well, well they're I, I thought fans of yours. <laughs> I will be there. I will be <laughs> fans of yours. <laughs> yeah, right, hey, I, I'll, actually, I want you to do, uh, do me a favor for the bit season. I want you to do a book report. Still barking. I, okay. think would, I think that would be a funny bit. buy you a pizza. All of his preparation just came up with the blank pages on <laughs> yeah. his yeah. particular yeah. book. Uh, you got to come up with the with themes and uh, foreshadowing, all of that all of that literary fun stuff that you learned in high school. All right, write, write me uh, 
like uh, an assignment sheet you know what i mean like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he just gave me the assignment <laughs> the assignment was write a book report about the book yeah have you he ever done a book report for a long time he forged all of them i got beat from his <laughs> friends my book reports were spark notes mixed with google <laughs> spark notes. i still remember when eb was challenging you about your diploma yeah back in the day this is when you first start working for us eb you started bragging about your grades, and you brought in a paper that was like a B minus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's the funniest thing. Like, ever. I, was, I felt really good about it. I spent the weekend. It was full of errors. It should have been an A. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who would do that? Uh, but JP, thanks. Thank you again thanks, for joining I'm this just season. Because I don't know when I can take oh. my phone. Oh. Hey, well, puts up now. the phone. I don't oh, know yeah, if yeah. you guys are still doing the show. Oh, my no, phone's no, over yeah. here. Yeah. There you highlights. go. That's JP Flame, author of uh, Still Barking. And uh, thank you for being the first guest on Bitsy. Stillbarking.com. Get your book and check out the schedule of appearances if you didn't catch all, all what he just told you guys. So stillbarking.com. Thank you, JP. Thank you. All right. And there goes JP. That was fun. I enjoyed that interview with JP and Still Barking. That was our first interview. Uh, JP was a, a, a good guest. I'm glad we could have a junkie sit in. He did turn it around and start interviewing Drab, though, at one point. I thought we were going to do all the questions that JP asked guests on the show, which I JP, know. I got, I got, I got, we were going to get, we were going to, we were going <laughs> to have a list of things and get his blank reaction to it. <laughs> I was going to ask JP what the last concert he went to was <laughs> and, and, and what his walk up song wanted to be and to really think about it. <laughs> get <laughs> and, back to us next week. Yes. And uh, what kind of, you know, after the show, what kind of pop do you like to have? <laughs> so, right. You're, you're celebrating. What kind of pop do you have? Right. All right, no, rapid fire. Word association. Word association, rapid fire. If I say something, just uh, respond real quick. Uh, <laughs> live reads. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was fun. That was a good job, and uh, we are very excited and happy for JP. But we wanted to do a little bit of our own bit season shtick here. If you've listened to the Junkies this week, there's been almost no non-sports. Now, a lot of that was because Monday... Monday night. Monday, Washington football team played. Tuesday was the recap. That leaves Wednesday and Thursday. And obviously, we didn't have a show of Friday of last week. There hasn't been a lot of non-sports or even, should I say, Valdez, producer involvement in the show. Ooh. All right. Well, I, I guess we should probably set this up, right? All right let's get into you it You guys need bit. to set it up for the audience and for me because I had no idea what I, was Because you, you're not listening. <laughs> yeah, you don't listen to the no, show. No, I listened to the show, but I, it wasn't really brought up on air. It was. It seemed like it was a lot of behind the glass and, you know, commercial break talk. EB was Rick. I'll e let you guys take it from there. EB is, is Rick uh, at us, and he, I think he still is, to be honest. We haven't really <laughs> talked to him that much this week. Um, on Monday on the show, we were talking about sports betting and placing some some bets i think for monday night football and eb didn't know where to place bets on the FanDuel app i believe i don't know if he was talking about the FanDuel app which is or his like he didn't know how to use his bonus or his he credit on the he, side he couldn't find his free play bonus and valdez started joining on him and he got pretty ricked and i saw i got lumped into it i didn't even do anything at no that time. it's because we also we also uh uh took a shot and talking about the Manning cast because Eric Eric was uh, kind of confused as oh, to why he said the it was because it was Thanksgiving. And yes, that's he why thought. They yes, weren't. he thought that maybe the Manning family was in town and they were doing uh, stuff with Cooper. 
Well, they, they actually on the Manning cast said they weren't going to be together for Thanksgiving. I watch the Manning cast every week. Right. Well, it's besides the point. Right. All right. Well, first of all, you're getting lost in the weeds. Let's hey, listen dude. to some of the audio here of Monday of EB snapping at the producers. I'm <laughs> saying if it was the Mannings, I would assume they had family obligations on Thanksgiving, didn't want to work on Thanksgiving. That's that's an unusual. That's a crazy thought. Why are you mocking? Well, when they sign their contract, Thanksgiving, I, it might just be a fluky thing. When they it sign could, their it contract, it could be that the game is a miserable game for they the rest signed of the country. It that's for, fine. They signed it for ten games. I think. yeah, a certain number of games. eight or ten games. So it's I'm going like to start two games on one. I'm going to start mocking everything Valdez says. Yeah. Literally everything he says, because that's uh. what he does to me, and it's annoying. Uh-oh. Just so you know, it is annoying. Oh, there's a lot of things that are annoying. Yeah. It, well, add it to the list. <laughs> mocking me every time I say something, I'm tired of it. Just so you know. By the way, and that's just the stuff they say on air. I, Imagine I see the all it all stuff. the time. Yeah. <laughs> all the time. They just want to mock. It's, it, it's annoying. I'm sorry. Man, it's good to be back. The truth. <laughs> I have to speak the truth. Your truth. Yeah, My your, truth. Your right. truth. My truth. Well, there's no Manning cast scheduled outside of next week for the rest of the season. So I'm not sure about your wraparound Thanksgiving theory. Because uh, they're done ski after next week? I, they might add more, but there's none scheduled. I, yeah, yeah, yeah I have no, I'm not saying I know exactly why. Maybe they're re- looking forward to a Christmas wraparound. <laughs> yeah, maybe, Long, they, maybe, 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 his, into Christmas. maybe Archie's in town for, for Hanukkah. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little bit stunned when, when he exploded on us. So was I. Came out of nowhere, I thought. EB is the King Joner. He's the show bully. He makes everyone feel terrible about themselves. Of course. I don't even think what we were doing that was like light joning. I don't know. We weren't even going that hard. We, at all. I don't know. And I, I'm a little uh, upset because Eric thinks that we're picking on him. We pick on everybody. I think everybody gets picked on, especially the producers. That's the thing that like kind of throws through me for a loop a little bit. I kind of thought we were all in it together. Like we all just make fun of each other, right? And that, it's no big deal. Like they call you white trash from P- Pasadena, right? Like, I they, talk, they talk about my uh, spotted penis so much. You think I'm happy that I have vitiligo on the head of my penis? I mean, how many times is e- that make you laugh? Right. How many times you say the word penis? Makes how, how many times has EB made cracks about my man boobs or called me a druggie? Yes. Just like taking big shots, lips. big lips, just taking like unnecessary shots at me, balding. Yeah. Nobody, I've never seen a bigger bully in my life than EB is to Awad. Just destroys me. <laughs> he just destroys you, and we weren't even being that mean to him. We we were like basically just chirping him a little I th- bit. I think the word, well, I think the word that really rankled him was mocking he, he said we were mocking him. yeah how is that is mocking different than joning i mean I, we were mocking him a little bit because it was such like rudimentary stuff that he didn't know but i thought it was fine like eb e- doesn't he talks in questions all the time like he asked some, <laughs> some of them are dumb questions and what he was saying was just kind of like stupid like kind of figure it out i don't know we don't even know what you're talking about on this app it's your app like figure it out like it can't be that hard and so it was just some light mocking and he kind of exploded on us but i think the 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 result of that is we haven't participated in any joning ourselves this week after that right it's been a joan free behind the glass and i actually think that that 
even carried into today's show, at least for me, because the only thing that we that we brought up and we didn't it was on Twitter that we noticed it is that JP was standing on his tippy toes during the photo shoot at, at yeah Potbelly. at, at Potbelly because he's such a short knocker and he didn't want to be emasculated. I thought it was funny. There's nothing like funnier to me than a short guy standing on barstool his barstool does a whole thing about all it all the time like, uh, about uh guys pretending they're uh, over six and, foot and oh. girls not being into short guys yes yeah, so of like, course oh, it's of course it's funny and jp trying to look tall next standing next to a woman <laughs> was but and it went nowhere on the show it fell it, it, it fell was no down sold. like a lead and lead e, balloon and eb was actually standing up for jp and saying oh when i i stand on my tippy toes I didn't even understand that. I, at all. He, something like, about putting his <laughs> putting your arms around your family, and, yeah. And then I don't, I don't know what he was saying. Blocked, but JP was like nobody was blocking JP. Like you could see his whole body and his toes and the top of his head. <laughs> you could see everything he was wearing. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I don't actually. Right now on Thursday afternoon, I, I don't, don't even know where we stand on joning and our. I don't know what's allowed. What are the? I, we don't like, know what yeah. the rules are for the joining. I don't really know how to talk to there EB used, on the show. There this used week. to be there used to be no rules. And I'm not mad at EB, but we just don't know what on to Tuesday, do. Tuesday he snapped at us, and I actually think you guys should hear this audio as a follow up to that. Tuesday morning in the first segment, he snapped at us and said, "What are you guys not talking to, to me because you guys are upset?" Here, yeah. listen to this audio. Grabby, you guys, do you guys remember? Can somebody what he said? find that? It's tilting. Are, are you we guys? Hold on. Let's just be. Out. You guys don't want to participate in the show anymore because I yelled at you on Monday. Is that the idea? I don't know. What are you what? talking about? <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what he's talking they, about. You guys don't participate anymore. No, they they have no interest in our topic right now. That's oh, what it is. Is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> what is? Do you remember what the? No, right? I have no idea. What you're oh, talking about. I have no you? idea either. Go one and zero today. That's, there it is. That's it. That's the there one. There it is. That's on the That's on our ring. Why are you guys Valdez? Why are you so sullen? What do you mean? (laughs) Okay. Okay. And you can kind of hear us laugh it off, and Jason's laughing in the background, like, what is that about? I have no problem talking to EB. Like, I I we I'll talk sports with him, anything. Like, he wants me to look something up, he wants me to chime in, I'll chime in, talk sports. I actually don't know how to talk to him right now on the show if I'm gonna offend him. I don't know how. Here, I don't want to. I don't want to be I'll screamed say, out I'll like say, that. I'll say this. I I was talking on the show about the golf and Jason and uh, going to Sawgrass. But in terms of being funny, I'm not sure how to be funny because a lot of my shtick is making fun of people. I think that, even again, myself. That's all our shtick. Yes. I mean, I've called EB a dummy. You know, that's basically what I'm saying a million times Thanks. on the show. Like that's my that's my main well, shtick. He said it earlier. Joning is the heartbeat of the show. But he, he, he never cared. Like he hasn't ever cared before. Like what was it about Monday that sent him over the the cliff? Does this mean we can't make fun of Cakes' small penis anymore? I don't. Well, Cakes again. <laughs> if, but if Cakes reacts like that, <laughs> hey, I think we can because Cakes doesn't care. Like he's so, a fat so. So. <laughs> <laughs> So we just Joning's allowed, just not on I, air. I don't know. Maybe the guys are are are. Are we too, are we taking this too far? Maybe we're taking it too personal. You think we said something on bit season that he listened to over the weekend and then came in with a grudge on Monday? No, I think he may have been just. I don't. I don't tired. Know. Like we have been chirping EB a lot, but I thought he. Some. I thought he liked it. He I was thought he moody was moody like, one week and depressed. The next week he was extra horny. Right, and now yeah. this he was mad. I called him morning. Upset. I actually think this was one of our concerns when we started bit season <laughs> that we were going to be. It was just going to be. Eb has said it's just a, an hour for Joan on the guys. 
And hey, like does this mean? I think that's what he thinks. Hey, does this mean Richmond John has to change the the theme song? Because I think yeah, the word joining on the junkies young. is in there. Just Maybe we'll about we'll, just promoting the job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Adam, <laughs> you should go home. Yeah. Hey, walk right out <laughs> that door and go home. Yeah, your job is done for the day, Adam. <laughs> right, write that time down, December 2nd, 1210. <laughs> <laughs> AWOD made Valdez and Drab laugh. Well, you guys don't you might, know this. You might have had the hey, you might have a line of the show. <laughs> hey, you might be the title of the show. Hey, right hey, there. Was there video on Adam that <laughs> right there? I've never seen anyone more proud. Hey, do you guys don't know this? But Adam, for the first like three years he was on the show, he used to keep a notepad of all the times that he made Valdez and I laugh. And it, it was, was it, very few. It was there, it was a one page notepad. <laughs> it was actually a post-it note. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was notes in my phone. I'd write the time, the date. And a little bit of a... A, <laughs> a, a recap. A, a little recap of what I had said. Um, I, was, I, I was keeping the note because deep down, I know I'm funny, even if these dumb losers over here don't laugh. Hey, that's, those are hurtful words. Don't call me a dumb Speaking loser. Speaking of hurtful, and, and AWA just alluded to it, I was thrown a week or two ago when JP kept saying fatso is a slur. Like, that got <laughs> so serious so quickly. Yeah. Like, well, the word, what, what the word I, slur is it, so, like... Uh, it's a big deal. It's aggressive. It's serious. When I think slur, I think of words we're not allowed to say, like something you really say to someone mm -hmm. that's degrading them for off, like no reason. Off limits. Completely off limits. Calling someone a fatty. It's just or, a Joan. It's a, it, again, and Adam has been killed more than anybody. Especially about his weight. About his weight. So him firing back <laughs> is funny to me. It's, it's not funny a, to a lot of people. Is fat is fatso a slur? <laughs> no, fatso's not Did a slur. Any of this fatso in, makes me laugh. But that's where we're headed down this road. Of, yes, you but say why? anything about the junkies, it's a slur. Well, that's a little too much, but I'm just saying. But I, I hear what you're saying is that we're kind of down a uh, a little windy road right now. Right. We don't know which way to turn. We always talk about. We don't, we don't know how to navigate these these rough waters in terms of joning. We don't know what's going to be allowed soon. It says a slur is, is an allegation about someone that is likely to insult them or damage their reputation. All right, I guess so Fatso's a slur by the, the definition. Fatso's a is slur. Really damage Cakes' reputation. His name is Cake. That's like calling someone stupid, saying that's a slur. It's just like uh, way over the top. Yeah, like when calling Adam stupid. Yeah. That's not a slur. But the, what people don't know is that JP actually came into the producer room and then like kept reiterating during the break that it was a slur and it was like way too it's like way too way it's off a way limits. over the line yeah way over the line yes I don't know so we were actually uh, and we're like still barking here we're giving you guys the real <laughs> deal right I, we, we don't know I don't, I don't know why that's so funny. We don't know where we stand right now with the junkies and joning. We're in limbo. We are. We're in, limbo. in Joan limbo right now. Right. So, I and I want to get back to us doing non-sports segments. I think all the listeners want us to hear doing that. But a lot of our non-sports shtick on the show that revolves we like around joning on each other is an opportunity for someone to well, get piled on. Well, this is what I don't understand: is there was there was joning today? Did you notice on Thursday's show? Remind it, me. All right, it was in the second seg. No, was was it second segment? Maybe, but but Eric was joning on Jason for his outfits, oh, and wearing right. yeah, the yeah. same clothes. Yeah, yeah. So that is appropriate joning. Now, why is that joning appropriate? I don't know. But I, our I, but our mocking is junkie not on junkie joning is appropriate. 
It's the it's the behind the glass. Oh, so so we are not allowed to do the joke. Is it, I think, hey, let me what, ask you. Let me ask you. Is it because we are beneath Eric in the show totem pole? I don't know. Maybe. I think we are the Eric is jealous of the, the fact that jealous. you can He's turn not jealous off, of anything. No, he, the fact that you guys can turn off your mic and have your own conversation. He can't do that. JP could be going on and on I don't think the word is jealous. I book. think he's probably annoyed that we <laughs> can do that. But I think, deep, like, I think he wants to be able to. So you think if we were more engaged in the show, he, he would an, he would I, take our joning better. If he could have an we, IFB in his ear to hear everything in that room, he would do it. Of course he would. No, I don't think it's like we are engaged in the show. That's that. I think well, we, maybe we're, we're too, too engaged. I think we were too engaged. That's actually probably what made us step back again. I'm not mad at Eric at all, and if he's offended by what we said, he clearly was. That I I don't want to get him like in real life pissed off at me. That's not what I want at all. It's it's Eric. It's Eric's it's show. show. It's his show. Yeah. Exactly. It's it's the four of those guys. If they show. don't. Yeah. If they, if they don't, don't if, want if us he's doing sick and something. Tired of of us of producers chiming in and mocking the talent, which I don't. I think it's funny, and I think it works on the show, and I think the listeners like it because it's it's pretty real. I mean, it's like we're just like hanging out and being boys making fun of each other that if he doesn't want to, us to do that then we can stop and i don't mean that in like a oh i'm i'm gonna take my ball and go home like i'm honestly i want the best show that the guys want to do right if they think if they feel like the best show <laughs> is not us well, it, do, it sounds like you're taking the ball and you're going home no no i mean it's serious. <laughs> if he doesn't if he yeah. doesn't want the producers right involved in the joni i'm okay with that if it's a if it, yeah if eric feels like it's a better show without us you know uh, taking quick jabs at at him or any of the other guys, but then Eric's we'll got to be open. But Eric, if he likes that, then he's got to be open to being joned on, and he can't. He can't just be letting us pile on JP all the time, or cakes his small penis. Like he, he's got to. <laughs> he can't just can't be. He's he, he's got a bubble Exce- around excessively him. small penis. Right. I just don't. I don't understand it because I've been. I've been just. Maybe we just have thicker skin. I don't. I don't get it. I've been mocked and ridiculed for 13 years by not just Eric, but all four guys. And I think maybe, and then this is this is just me, but but the guys kind of mocking me or making fun of me, joning on me, kind of feels like uh, it gives listeners permission to do the same. So maybe when we're doing well, it that to is, Eric, that is one of the most annoying things ever. So when when we're Tell doing me about it, it. When, when listeners feel like they get the free reign to jump, but they don't know us. Right. But I th- but I think what's going on here is that because we're doing it, yeah, it's almost like oh, if if, if those two losers, well, where, if those two losers can do it, right. I let me hop in and get in on this gravy train. Yeah, I mean. I've worked in on a lot of different shows in, in radio before. I've worked on shows where I don't talk. I've yes. worked. Did, a, did you know Drab's uh, um, DJ name in high school was Matt Gayhill? <laughs> the MC. I know. The MC. Gayhill. The MC and the MV. Matt hey, what was your degrading nickname? Me? Yeah. What did people call you guys? Oh well, I mean. I, I they, they either called me Gay Hill or Chunk. <laughs> I mean, really? Fat Matt. Fat Matt. Oh, Fat Matt. Uh, yeah. my, I actually used to get tilted by uh, this people we were friends with. They'd call me Spasm. <laughs> that is a great <laughs> name. I used to get so pissed. Hey, spa- <laughs> hey Spasm. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I didn't. I, no one really did that. You want to know why? Because I was cool. Bro, let me tell you something. I was cool too. All right, I was I was I was nominated every year for Homecoming Prince. All right, <laughs> Matt Feldes went around school saying, "Hey, do you guys know 
I guarded Durant a couple weeks ago. <laughs> I did. By the way, <laughs> speaking of lying and telling fake stories, I, do you believe that that he that Matt Valdez? I think Valdez, he he tells some tall tales when it comes to his basketball career. I was good at basketball. I'm sorry, I was. I've seen Valdez play basketball. Did you start? Yes, of course. So did Pete Haley. I know. <laughs> I was also on varsity as a sophomore. That that's impressive. <laughs> Thank I, you. If if that's true, that's yes. impressive. You know, you shouldn't be the one call, trying to uh, get me in a basketball lie. We, fi- uh, Drab and I figured out, by the way, that you have never played basketball at a competitive level because you have no idea what a ball tap is. <laughs> yes, I did. We even had a we had a caller come in and back up my story. You guys have a terrible memory. What's with the girl on Twitter challenging you to all sorts of athletic events? I don't know. What her name's I, Katie. Katie, you have know, you I met, met her. I met her at the book signing at Potbelly. Still barking. She and I was... eats at Pop Belly. What? Just... <laughs> I know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, you, say, you can call uh, <laughs> Cakes Fat. Please don't take any shots at any female listeners. Yeah. All right. I just have, I've had a <laughs> I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing. I don't like Pop Belly. And uh, when I met her, I was I don't trust even know me, what she looks like. I was I I was eyeing her up because she's been challenging you to uh, every single athletic endeavor, mm-hmm. and. I have a feeling that she would win 99% of them. Is she taller than me? No. So then I would take her down to the paint and dunk on her. It's, I would treat you, her like I did hey, cakes. Hey, do you know what she uh, challenged you in? What? And I, this has me very intrigued. Well, what what are some of the ones that were on Twitter? Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, jiu-jitsu. Uh, she would kill you in that if she'd done anything. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she, said, she said that she wanted to box you. And she does like boxing classes and stuff like that. Like round nine, like like bash boxing. I did bash boxing for a little bit. Yeah, you and (laughs) oh my god! (laughs) Remember, you guys had me punch the mic on air. (laughs) 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 But it it, it looked like she was skilled because like Like athletic. Yeah, yeah. But what what was the other thing she wanted to challenge me in? I forget. I just know basketball. Boxing was at the appearance. I forget. Maybe one of a race too. That was something because I know you want to do the race with cakes. Yeah, but I mean you I have, can't lose to a girl. If you have a girl beat you up, that'd be the greatest thing in the world. I mean, I I had a short person beat me up when we had the comedian. A little in the person, yes. Brad, what's his name? He took me down and he pinned me. My but sister you, still sends me that video you, once a year. You were doing a bit though, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, what you at, do? at first Pick I was doing a bit. My body's then, my <laughs> once he got on top of me, I couldn't get up. All right, yeah. <laughs> he knew how to pin me down. Would would you be uh, into fighting a woman? No, I'm because a lover, that, not a fighter. That's against your. No, I just I I mean it, I would rather if hey, she wants to do you, an athletic competition. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. If this girl was uh, uh, was uh, doing jujitsu or martial arts in the octagon mm-hmm. with you, and she took you down, is there a possibility you'd pop a boner? <laughs> He'd be so. No. no, of course he would. That's a lot of phys- That's a lot of physical contact for you. For someone who hasn't gotten a lot of physical contact. Well, yeah, but I'd be, you know, thinking about trying to hurt her, not anything sexual. <laughs> I think there's a 50-50 shot he'd pop a bone. I, I think so, too. And I, <laughs> there's a 100% chance he would lose. Oh, no, here are what it was. A squat challenge. Oh, a squat challenge. Oh, yeah. No, I'm into hey, that. I, I have bad knees. I can't. Okay, bench press. <laughs> bench press. What about bench press? I could do that. I can get up to, like, 145. <sighs> First of all, I doubt that. <laughs> one forty-five is not even anything. It's like it's basically the the plates, right? No, that's one thirty-five with uh, two forty-fives on each side. Can you bench? That's press? that's how I know you don't do it. Tell, hey, was it, you, tell me, tell yeah, me yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. lift by <laughs> telling me you don't lift, right? I could do that. 
You can do Guaranteed. you can do the bar and two forty fives on each side. Yeah, there's no chance. Guarantee it. Hundred bucks. Here's hundred bucks. <laughs> Fat and let guys me push are pretty strong. <laughs> That's true. They got a lot of mass. <laughs> they got a lot of mass. So he might be able to. Yeah, I might just, I might like the squat challenge. Squat challenge. Why don't I we like do that. both? Why don't we do both? First of all, why do you have bad knees? What have you done in your life I, have yeah. bad knees? Look, in college, I tried to squat. <laughs> what, 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 what are you, Avon Rodriguez? horrific incident that happened to me, the VCU gym, where I tried to squat, and I had been doing it for a couple days, and then- Hey, let me, see your, was, let me see your squat form. Stand up and do a squat. Let me see your yeah, squat You form. need- I've seen, never seen a droopier butt. <laughs> I know. Why are your legs so wide? You look so unathletic. I, I was doing the squatting, and I fell forward, and it was completely uncoordinated. <laughs> yeah, I, said, I, I said I would never squat. I thought I, I thought I was gonna die. I thought it was gonna crush <laughs> my neck. So I'm never squatting again. Oh, no. was this was this like a real bar? Or was this a Smith machine? It was like a real bar. A Smith machine. <laughs> Thank God I had a spotter. <laughs> All right. Well, squats is out. I'd like to see you do the bench press challenge against Katie. So I would love. I would love to see that. Maybe that can be uh, a bit season event. First, right. our first ever event. All right, guys. Because, by, by the way, I was very surprised because at the pot belly thing, mm -hmm. I had a lot of people coming up and, and talking about bit season, how much they love bit season, and I feel like we could host an event. Oh, I would be so down for that. At Jam and Jam. That's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably funny to. That's, that's funny, funny, that's funny about five people. All right, guys, we, we could be here. We, we got so much stuff we'd want to get into, but we've been going for quite a while today, so we don't want to take up too much of your time. We'll save some of this for next week, and hopefully tomorrow on the Junkies we get into some non-sports and do some shtick and everything right. is back to normal. Is, is it, um, it going to be weird that I won't be in tomorrow? After our discussion, oh, forgetting about after that. our discussion, uh, oh, you're about leave not me alone with EB oh, about not talking Cody on Betts air. In tomorrow? Cody Betts is in tomorrow. Yeah, hey, let's keep his mic off. <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> sure come on that was a good job all right thanks for listening today guys um, remember to check out our new friend dave from magnolia admissions that's yes. magnoliaadmissions.com if you got a young one who's in the college application process or law school applications uh he's great uh very smart guy and oh yes also, love him. yes uh, also that and um cameos um oh, if you're right. if you're excited for a holiday, Christmas, Hanukkah cameo. But you only got four more days left in Hanukkah. All right. You go to Cameo, search Junk's Producers, and uh, me and Drabby will cut one for yeah, you. Yeah. Even if you don't have one, someone to send it to, get one for yourself. We're, yeah. we're, we're you know what here. you could do? Also, instead of laying out milk and cookies for Santa, how about we you lay out a cameo for Santa? Yeah, we'll talk to Santa. <laughs> All right. Just put bit we're, season we're, on the loop. We're, 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 de we're desperate to start cutting cameos. <laughs> no, no, this is cameo season. so It is, and we don't promote it enough. We we definitely don't promote it enough. So check out us on Cameos, Junkies Producers. Yes, and check out our new sponsor, too. I think too. we even have one to, re to cut with AWOD today. Yes. You're not getting paid for it, but we, we someone requested you. I'm, I'm used to no, no one requested him. We need his help because it's a happy Hanukkah one. Oh, it's a Hanukkah one. All right. Huh. Yeah, we nice. do need Baruch you for that. You know? <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for listening to Bit Season. We will be back next week with a complete show. And everybody have a great weekend. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.